0: welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler and with me is Court Winston.
1: Hello people.
0: (laughs) And Cameron's fan. Hello. (laughs) How's everybody doing?
1: Oh man you know me Katie. I am on top of the world. I am unicorns and rainbows all the way baby. That's me all the time. Hundred percent.
0: Is he okay Cam? Do we need to check his temperature?
1: No, let's let it ride. Let's see what happens here.
0: Is this going to be a court episode?
1: No, no, it's not going to be a court episode. I think anytime we say anything about estate planning, you're automatically like, oh, it's a court episode, but there's a whole lot more that goes into plan giving than just estate planning. Oh,
0: see, spoiler, you told him what we were going to talk about. Well,
1: listen, you know, sometimes I just can't help it. My mouth just gets ahead of my brain (laughs) brain. Brain?
0: Yeah. Okay, so this one is kind of continuing from a couple episodes ago when we talked about we went to Maui and presented to an organization and did several different topics. And so last episode, we talked about branding, and Cam did a great job with that. This one, we're going to talk about planned giving. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to plan out that I'm going to give people some stuff. Uh, There's a lot more that goes into it. And so the reason we're going to talk about it on this episode... When we were presenting it, it was towards a nonprofit trying to tell them how they could leverage plan giving towards their donors, their, you know, committee members, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. This one is going to be more geared towards you as the potential donors, as the people that may have charities they care about, and why you need to kind of understand what the heck is plan giving. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you could be sitting there going, okay, I'm working hard. I'm making all this money. And now i got to decide which family member I'm going to leave money to. But you know what? There's other options.
1: Well, even more than that, a lot of people have charities that they love and that they would love to support. But uh, kind of the opposite from what you suggested, somebody that's making a ton of money and who do they leave it to, someone who maybe doesn't have money that they can give right now, they would really like to support a favorite charity, but they can't give right now. Well, maybe you can give in your will. Maybe you can support that charity uh, posthumously. Yeah. So. But
0: before we get into the actual uh let's throw back an old phrase, meat and potatoes of the episode. Oh, I hadn't
1: heard that one yeah, in a while. Yeah,
0: throwback. Um we're going to do a list on different movies that really the heart of the movie or a good chunk of the movie talks about that waiting for the reading of the will or finding out what was left to you yeah. in a will. And so um let, let's start this off.
1: Okay, so the, the the top one on the list, obviously, it's the first one that jumped to uh, Cameron and Katie's mind. I know was uh, Knives Out. Um, I think it's uh, just
0: because it's it's newer, and that's like the when we were talking, about, like, oh, we know there's movies that read Wills, but this one really popped out.
2: Mm-hmm. And you can't forget Daniel Craig's the Colonel Sanders accent he
1: had in there, <laughs> that <laughs> thick Southern. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the whole thing was amazing. It's, um, a, it's a good movie. Yeah. Was, Fun times. Okay, I'm doing a callback on this one because uh, this 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 one had to have made one of our earliest earliest lists, I'm sure. But uh, I love it, and it's all about a will. It's Brewster's Millions, baby.
0: Absolutely.
1: Richard Pryor making a comeback. You're right, that's a callback. We mentioned that in one of our first episodes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in forever. I don't know if it holds up, but I loved it when I was a kid. Absolutely loved it. The entire idea of just randomly, basically finding out that you got a whole bunch of money and you have you have to spend it. I mean, that's a dream come true. Oh, absolutely! I've oh, I've got thirty million dollars and I have to spend all thirty million in a month. Challenge that is, accepted. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I accept that challenge every day and twice on Sunday.
0: Okay, so I'm throwing back one that I know you two have not seen, but for some reason i liked this one when i was younger i don't really remember how i found it but it's the bachelor it was back in uh, like 1995 i think chris O'Donnell, and it was this whole thing about he was going to inherit this money but only if he would get married by the time he turned 30 and it's like he had 24 hours Mm. to get find a girl to marry him and it's this whole crazy scandal of somebody finds out about it, and then all these women are dressed in wedding dresses like running towards him and there's this great scene in the movie where he is running i think they're in san francisco or something like that and there's just like a sea of women in wedding dresses like chasing after him because they know he's getting all this money
1: mm.
2: definitely Where'd Chris O'Donnell go? He was the it boy in the mid to late nineties and then he went he away.
1: Batman and Robin, Robin happened, baby. Yeah. killed him. I mean <laughs> I don't remember anything that he did after Batman and Robin.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry,
1: Chris. You seemed like a nice guy.
0: Yeah. Okay, Rain Man's another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh Rain Man, of course, classic Tom Cruise Dustin Hoffman movie. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise was nominated for an Oscar for that movie, but uh, Dustin Hoffman, I think, was nominated and won, if I'm not mistaken. I
2: believe so. Yeah.
1: Great soundtrack, by the way.
2: I, I have this playlist I play for my kids every night when I'm tucking them in of movie soundtracks, Aww. and one song from there is
1: on there, and it's really, really good. Is it a, is it a score song? Yeah. Is it's a, a score song. What, yeah. what is it? Who, who, who did that soundtrack? Oh, don't put me on the spot. I'm <laughs> not sure. Okay. Okay. All
0: right. Oh, gosh. That, that's my go-to. I love listening to scores from movies.
1: I, I like to pretend that I do, but I mean, if it comes down to it and I'm listening to music, I'm going to, I, I very rarely go to scores, but I like to tell when, people when that I listen to scores. When background noise
0: that I need it, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, another one, Mr. Popper's Penguins.
1: Yes, I was very familiar with the book before the movie ever came out, and of course, I'm talking about the movie with Jim Carrey. I don't know if there was an earlier version or not. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's out there, so... Uh, what, anybody got any thoughts on this? I've never seen the movie.
0: You haven't seen it? It's no. cute. I was
1: too
2: busy googling uh, who did the Rain Man soundtrack. Oh. It was Hans Zimmer, of course. Oh, of course, of course. course. Hans Zimmer. Okay, remind me of the movie you were just talking about.
0: Uh, Mr. Poppers. No, penguins? never seen
2: it. Okay, no. so
0: Jim Carrey is like a straight-laced like businessman, and it's at least in the movie that the his kids he doesn't have full custody of they're coming to visit. His uncle, I believe, leaves him his penguins and. He it's it's typical kind of like Jim Carrey's like, ah, I'm too busy for this, and Mm. then then he falls in love with these penguins and he ends up turning his New York beautiful apartment into a ice place full of the penguins. Arctic Tundra. It's a really sweet, good like family movie. Like Cam, your kids would like it.
1: I need to check it out. All right, Cameron, I got one for you. Hit Uh, me. What do you think about the ultimate gift? We watched that as a team
2: here Indeed. probably five six years ago yeah it's it's it
0: was before i was on staff but uh mm-hmm. definitely there's the book before
1: well we read the book and then watched the
2: movie. and we actually had a client event based off of that book i made these uh, little the cards with each gift
0: yeah david really likes that and, i mean it's a great short read um but it really is about the importance of you know just, it's, it's, I'm not going to give a spoiler. I want everyone to challenge to read the book or watch the movie. The movie had Abigail...
2: Bres- Breslin. Breslin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Work hard. That's kind of one of the messages and just yeah. don't be a... Don't be a douche. Be kind. to <laughs> Be say nice it. to
0: people. It, it's just kind of a good... You hit a certain point in life and you should probably read it at least once.
2: It's an easy read. It's a good one.
0: Um, another one, I personally have not seen this, but after reading the premise, I really want to watch it. It's called Greedy, 1994, Kurt Douglas, Michael J. Fox, and it is all about a very rich uncle mm-hmm. and the whole family's coming and kind of hovering, waiting for him to die.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I actually saw this uh, once I realized that it was Michael J. Fox, somebody died, people gathered. It's, I saw this on an airplane. And oh, so okay. I have I have very specific memories of, of watching it on an airplane. I have a new word I'm going to make happen. You know, a fun
2: uncle is a funkle. A rich uncle is a runkle, right? <laughs> Hashtag runkle. Let's make it happen. Yeah.
0: Hashtag runkle.
2: Absolutely. Sounds like a wrinkle. Runkle Scrooge. Anybody
1: got a rich uncle? Runkle Stiltskin. Oh, gosh. Runkle.
0: Okay, so Mouse Hunt is another one. Mm-hmm. And that it's really cute. Nathan Lane, uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. But they end up inheriting like a twine factory
1: twine or, factory. or string
0: or something. Okay. But then there's a mouse that's like, it's a kid movie again. And it's a lot about the mouse and disrupting the mouse
1: life. But, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Here's a movie from my favorite book series, but it's also a great movie series and nobody can forget who's watched it. The very beginning of Deathly Hallows, part one, where they read the will of Albus Dumbledore, or at least the portions of the will that pertain to our main protagonists.
0: Harry Potter. Harry Potter.
2: I'm torn with that series because it's it's easy for me to say, like, I liked them as they went along and got darker. But I love the third film so much, Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: Well, so it's funny that y'all brought up Harry Potter because Shelby in our office listens to our episode every Thursday... Um, Go while she's working on the agendas for the upcoming meetings and another co-worker and I were talking about something and I said, this is something about Harry Potter. I said, I'm not a big fan, but there's a certain character I really like, Bellatrix Lestrange. And I said the actress's name. And apparently according to Shelby, I butchered it. And she says, Oh, you butcher it all the time. And I said, well, how come the boys haven't called me out on it? Cause they call me out on it for everything.
2: We don't want to be mean. <laughs> oh, Are you well. talking about Helena Bonham Carter?
0: Yeah. And I say it cooler.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Helena.
0: Helena Bolton Carter.
2: (laughs) Boneham Carter. (laughs) Whatever.
0: So I'm a little bitter that y'all have apparently been secretly making fun of me instead of just calling me out on the podcast like normal people.
2: (sighs) (sighs) We gotta have fun, right? Learn how to talk. (laughs) Jeez.
0: Jeez. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of this episode.
1: (laughs) Planned giving. (laughs) Boom. The law. <laughs> one last movie, just to throw in there, because we we had to round it out to a ten, uh, ten to a list of ten. The uh, the last one on the list is Ready Player One. Apparently, all the uh, virtual reality players in that movie are playing to, to the the. The,
0: the whole the, reason they're doing it is because they're trying to win the ownership of Oasis.
1: So the creator of Oasis uh, left basically left it left a, his will or whatever. Leaving the game to whoever could find the the not cookie but the you, Easter egg. The, the Easter, Easter egg. egg. Now and I've only
2: seen the first half of this movie, but from what I saw, it's a, like pop culture mayhem. Oh it's god! You have TV. like King Kong Absolutely. and the T
1: Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah love yeah. it, love it. There is a scene in a garage where you see all of these vehicles that are all culturally significant from other movies. The DeLorean, stuff, the DeLorean, and things like that. It's a. It's got. It's got a. If you are a pop culture fan, buff, uh, then then it's got all the references, and it's fun to sit and watch and just see how many of the references you can pick up. I feel
0: like it and Free Guy kind of have some yeah, similarities. Yeah, very similar
1: feel, yeah. And I also enjoyed Free Guy. It you know what good. else has a similar feel? I do not. Bullcast the podcast. It does indeed. Pop culture. Boom.
0: Looking for a new co-host every day. <laughs>
1: yes. Preferably one that can say... Let's plan for that. <laughs>
2: The horse is has been beaten to death.
0: <laughs> Planned giving. <I> Helena. <laughs> Planned giving is about relationships. It's about being nice to people. It's about not calling them out on their flaws. <laughs>
1: Annual plan. That is not at all what planned giving is about.
0: Where annual giving is more transactional. So you think about annual giving, that is when you're choosing in December or whenever, you know, birthdays or if somebody passes away or something like that, you may be giving an annual gift in their honor or their memory or whatever it may be. But plan giving is much more of a long term. You think about all these episodes, we talk about, you're not just planning for tomorrow, you're planning for your future. And so that can be roped into things. You don't have to just say, oh, I want to leave all of my assets when I pass away to Cameron. No, actually, no, I'm not leaving any money to Cameron or Court. I didn't do both
1: anything. <laughs> hey, Shelby's the one that called you
0: out. Uh, yeah, y'all are both yeah, gone. Y'all, I mean, y'all I are done. We're I'm not never, friends anymore. I've never
1: even heard you say the words. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter before. I didn't know you, you couldn't pronounce it. That's, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> in addition to Court being the co-host that he is, he also sometimes does the law mm. and meets with clients and talks to them about what their plans are and putting together estate plans. And one of the questions that he may end up asking them is, is there a certain charity that you care about that you may want to leave money to?
1: That you want to support, yeah, absolutely.
0: Because it's, you know, like I said at the beginning of somebody may have a lot of money and they don't want to leave it to all their family members. They want to leave it to a charity or vice versa. You could really be passionate about something and want to make sure that you take care of them, even though you can't give now. So, Court, why don't you kind of dive a little deeper into what planned giving is?
1: Okay, so let's let's back up to the thirty thousand mile view. Uh, you're thirty thousand miles up in the air. What that is we... way up in the air? <laughs> Isn't it thirty thousand feet? <laughs> no, I wanted to go even farther. Were going man. to space, baby. I was going to space. I wanted you to. I wanted you to be able to see that the Earth is round. Okay. So we're we're talking about the view from the sun. You know, we're talking about the view from the moon. What we're talking about when we talk about plan giving, we're talking about the support of charities. So we're talking about not for profits. Um, we're talking about people who who collect money from the public to do good things. Okay, so that is what we're talking about when we talk about giving. We're talking about giving to charities, to charitable organizations. Okay, and Katie said, you know, there's 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 a transactional aspect to it. That would be like, okay, I've got $10,000 right now, and I want to give it to you right now. And so here you go. Here's a check. Boom. Done. Over. Then there are those uh, those annual gifts, like she said, where maybe you sign up and you're going to give them a gift on a yearly basis that's going to be a $100 uh, every year to whatever organization it is you want to support. This is not that. Planned giving is the idea that maybe... You don't want to give anything right now, but you possibly, you you have a, a charity that you feel strongly about, so you want to give a gift to that charity. Have either of you ever received something from, from an organization that re- relies on your support, like a, a school or something like that? They send you a card in the mail, and like the card says, you know, hey, do you want to be a donor? Check this box or whatever. I received that from several of the schools that I've been to. <laughs> Mississippi State University. I'm yeah. like, guys, I paid you plenty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. T.S.U. Uh, the one of the check boxes on the card is very frequently nowadays. Um, I guess it's a relatively new development, but very frequently nowadays, the one of the things that you can check off on that card is I have put blank in my will. Yep. I have put whatever school or organization it is in my will. And you're not going to get any sort of tax deduction for putting somebody in your will. But
0: Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, I know if you've listened to these episodes before, I used to work at JDRF and we had like the Legacy Club. And that would be, uh, we would honor people who were a part of this that had told us, hey, I've left JDRF in my will. And so they may get a special pin or recognized at events or Mm -hmm. listed in programs. And it's not like we would... Know that someone was leaving. Somebody could have been leaving us a thousand dollars. They could have been leaving us a million dollars. We weren't really sure what they were leaving us, but just the fact that they had decided that when they drafted their documents with their attorney, they said, "Hey, you know what? I want a portion to go to this cause because I care about it." Yeah. And yeah, as a charity, it's not like you're sitting there going, "Okay, are they going to die? Come on, come on, are they going to die yet?" No, that's not what that is, but a lot of times then that can turn into being used for specific things. Like you think about, you look at universities and hospitals, wings of college campuses or hospitals are named after people who have left gifts specifically to those places and said, you know, I want this to go towards the NICU or I want this to go towards stem cell research or, you know, scholarships for kids that can't afford things or something like that. And so it's that next level where you as an average Joe who may not have tons of extra money right now can make a huge difference to a charity if you chose to when you pass away just by certain assets that you can have, like if, if you say you don't have family, then you could have that your your property could be given to the charity, your life insurance policy, um, you know, collectibles, whatever it may be. And that's where it's kind of one of those that if you decide that a charity is important to you, It's where you get your team together, you get your accountant, you get your attorney, and you figure out what's going to be the best things for you to give Mm -hmm. and what are the best things to put in your will that you have. While you are alive, you can control and make sure that when you pass away, your wishes are granted, essentially.
1: You mentioned it already, but... One one aspect of planned giving would be okay. I've got money now. I might need it, but I'm going to put in my will that this this charity can receive this money upon my death. And mm-hmm. you know that that's sort of the most simplistic idea. But w- what about okay? I've got a life insurance policy that's I don't have a beneficiary for this. Well, you can make the beneficiary a uh, a charity, a charitable organization of your choice.
0: Yeah. So that's one example. But kind of you know, here's a list of bequest. It's a gift, typically cash, personal property, real estate, stocks, or bonds left behind in a will for a group individual organization, four types of charitable quest, general gifts of property taken from the assets of an estate, demonstrative gifts that come from a source such as a bank or investment account, specific gifts of personal property such as cash, jewelry, or other tangible assets, and then residuary that come from the remainder of any debt or expenses that have been paid along with other requests that have been made. That's a lot of words to pretty much just say it's all the different things that you can set up. And you know, Court hasn't said it on this episode, but it depends. (laughs) I mean, so much of it is, that's why you have your team. You have your people that you say, hey, I'm thinking about this, What, how should I arrange my affairs so that my wishes are granted?
1: So some of the things that we're not really going to get into on this episode, but that are options that will help you with, that that you could potentially use to accomplish a planned giving goal, right? Annuities. Like I said, we're not going to get into a, a whole lot of specifics about it, but you could potentially take a lump sum of money, put it into a charitable annuity where you get a stream of income while you're alive and then the charity receives that the the remainder of the lump sum upon your passing so that would th- that would be one way to do it you get a stream of revenue now the charity gets a lump sum when you when, when you die um and
0: just to put numbers to that or just because I know I'm a visual person of okay so I've got a hundred thousand dollars that I'm putting in this charitable annuity and I'm gonna set it up where every year I want, to come off that. So every year I'm alive, I'm going to be getting paid $10,000. That money is still going to be growing and despite pulling that money out. And so then when I pass away in 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it may be, then that charity is going to get the notice. Katie has passed away. You are the beneficiary of $180,000.
1: Another, uh, another option would be to set up a trust where, ba- a very similar idea, you can set up a trust where either you're putting money in now that the charity won't receive until you pass away, but up until you pass away, you receive some sort of income from that money, or you could potentially set up a trust where the charity receives income from the money that you put away, and then the actual lump sum when you die goes to your family. So,
0: so many options. Yeah,
1: so, so many options. Again, I don't want to get into a whole ton of specifics, get deep in the weeds, but that is the, the that, that's sort of, you, you've heard us talk before about what a trust is. We did a whole episode on it. Um, you've heard us talk before about annuities, although I don't think we've ever done a full episode on annuities. The, the basic. Basic idea is you're taking a lump sum of money. If you're doing a trust, you're taking a lump sum of money, giving it to a trustee and saying, here are the rules. This is what I want you to do with this money, right? Uh, And one of the things, one of your options is, okay, when I die, give it to a charity. I
0: know I said this episode is much more of the donors, but I do want to explain a little bit on why a charity would want to do this. And that's something that we're not going to go into it on this episode, but David is a chartered advisor for philanthropy. And he, he, along with the, his team, us, we work with several different nonprofits to kind of help them integrate this planned giving into their process because this is something that really is a very emotional relationship driven aspect that a lot of charities are not doing. And it's something that is unique and different But so for a charity part of it, like, you know, again, going back to because I have the background in working in nonprofit, every year you set a budget of how much money you need to have coming in. And so you're hoping that, you know, Cam is going to give his $50 every month to my charity because he cares about us. But then if, you know, he has to cut his budget, what is he going to do? We're going to be the first one he cuts. And so it's not guaranteed. It's, you know, nothing is guaranteed in life, but like it's a struggle every year to keep working to get those annual donations because you don't know when they're going to have times hit. And it could be that like the pandemic hit and everybody cut those. Charity was not, unfortunately, charity was not on a a lot of people's top mind because they were more worried about can they pay the bills. And so this is one that You got to date somebody, essentially. You've got to really, charities have to work really hard to build this trust and relationship because I can tell you from the time that I've spent around some of our clients, no one willy-nilly, you know, takes a bucket and puts a bunch of charities in there and draws out one and says, sure, I'll, I'll leave some money to that charity in my will. No, they have had a lifelong relationship, a commitment to this organization, and they feel... They feel connected to them, and that's why they end up wanting to leave money. And yes, you know, you only die once, so you only leave money once. But it's one of those that more than likely that gift that would be left to the charity is going to be much more substantial than all the work you spent chasing after cams fifty dollars every year. So that's I'm just trying to explain a little bit on the the charity side of it why they would go towards this, and so. You also as a donor, as someone who may work with the charity, this is something that you can talk to them about. Like If you work in an animal shelter and you really care about them, I know one of our co-workers is really big into dogs and I think she works with the the Golden Retriever Rescue Group. That's something that she could consider even if they don't have set up a standard of planned giving and a dedicated program, she could still work with the law firm and say, hey, I really want to leave some money towards The golden retriever foundation i want to make sure they're taken care of and this money goes to a new pen or a new or food for every dog that comes in or something like that so that's kind of why i wanted to throw it in there on the little bit of the charity side on why they would be doing this but also how you could educate a charity you care about to implement this in there and try instead of just reaching out asking for money left and right say hey I know, you know, times are tough and you can't give money now, but what about you consider when something happens to you down the road? Why don't we talk about that? And that's where you can get someone like us, or there's several people out there who can really help a charity implement this into their everyday programs.
1: I'm going to say something that is going to be very, very uh, uh, unpopular with David Pickler for sure. Uh, It's certainly probably not exactly the the way that our industry thinks about this, but... It is the way that I thought about uh, retirement plans before I started working here, certainly, and that is the idea that they're they're really kind of not real money. And th- what I mean by that is this: if you're if you're treating your retirement plan properly, if it's a tax deferred plan, then you're not touching it for years and years and years. So when I look at the number that's in my retirement plan, I don't think, oh, hey, I've got so much money that's available to me because it's not available to me anytime soon or if an uh, if an employer is like oh well we match your your retirement plan any anything that you deposit we we match it uh, up to five percent of your salary whatever it is i'm like great but i'm i'm not gonna see that money until i'm 70 72 years old that that kind of unreality about that particular money well you know what think about how real that money is if you pass away and you were to set your beneficiary of that retirement plan as a charity. Mm -hmm. They can receive the distribution from that retirement plan as soon as you die, whether you die when you're 40 or you die when you're 70 or 75 or 80, whatever it is. If you set a charity as the beneficiary of that retirement plan, then that's real money to them as soon as you die. Um, So, you know, Gifts like that can be a, a major option for you to make a major gift to someone that you may not even really think of as all that much money. But if there's a if there's a charity that you really love out there and you really want to support them, then think about, you know, think of what's in your plan right now. And you might be like, well, yeah, that's a lot of money, but I can't touch it. Well, if you if something were to happen to you and a charity received that money, boom, big gift. You are a large donor. You have made a difference.
0: I like it. Okay, Court, here's a question for you. So say that right now at whatever age I am right now, I'm in my 30s, um, if I decide I want to leave X amount of money or something to a charity, I set it up right now. Can I update it in a couple years and change that said charity?
1: You mean like if you do it in your estate plan?
0: If I do it in my estate plan and then I say I want to leave my money to... Court's Polar Bear Nonprofit. And so I've done that. And then now Court's Polar Bear Nonprofit CEO Court has upset me. And so I'm ten years down the road and I decide I don't want to leave my money. Can I amend my estate plan to no longer give to court?
1: I'm intrigued by what this court did to you that this has upset you so salty, much. That salty, you would salty. take away the funds for Quartz Polar Bears because everybody loves Quartz Polar Bears. I'm just
0: asking on a serious note of if somebody has a change of heart. You
1: can absolutely, if we're going to be serious, yes. Yes, Katie, you can change your estate plan at any time. It is fully revocable until you die.
0: Okay. I'm just putting that out there because I know that unfortunately there are some shady charities that come to light when something bad happens. And now hopefully the ones you're working with, the ones you're going to give money to, you've fully vetted and they're not. But... Sometimes, sometimes things change or it could be that heaven forbid, if you are really passionate now about an organization, but a child ends up getting a disease or something happens and then you have really changed your passion that you could maybe instead of 100% going to that one charity you used to be passionate about, then can you adjust it to then split 50-50 to this new charity that saved your child's life?
1: So back to what you were asking, yes, uh, it can it can be changed. Obviously, anytime somebody puts something in their will or into a revocable trust or something like that, a beneficiary, the, the, those sorts of designations can be changed as many times as you want. You know, if you if you designate a, a charity as a beneficiary on your four hundred one k or your IRA, you can change those beneficiaries if you if you want down the line. You can all of this stuff is 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 changeable. So um, you're not necessarily there. I. I Although I don't really want to get into specifics, but mainly because I can't really think of a specific off the top of my head. There may be some, some arrangements that you make. Can you um, just go
0: ahead and say your phrase? It depends.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends. No, it um, sounds
0: great. I think it's one of those, you know, it depends with everything, yeah. but you know, obviously think about it. Don't just go willy nilly and sending, you know, sending your money when you pass away to all these other charities, put some thought into it, but it's an option. It's out there.
1: Again, one of the things that we tell, and I know I've hammered on this a few times, but one of the things that we tell, if we if we were to present this to a charitable organization and say, "Hey, you should really try and get on this this plan giving uh, train," and try and convince the people that really that really like you and want to support you, what a good option plan giving is. One of the one of the things that we are going to tell a charitable organization is. The bulk of the people that that really want to support you are not wealthy. They can't, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not the big spenders. They're not Jeff Bezos going out there and making $500,000 gifts, you know, every time he blinks his eyes, you know. They want to support you, but they can't. A, a, a planned giving, a planned gift is is easy. It's easy for them to do. Okay, so from that's, that's what we're telling a, a charitable organization. Well, what we're telling you is if there's somebody you want to support and you don't have the money to support them now, you can still support them through estate planning or support them through some other sort of planned gift. And it's easy uh it's it's easy to do it's easy for you to do it's easy for the organization to recognize like katie said they're not they're not really getting anything right away but they you know they know that they're being supported and you you know they, they can recognize you they can put your name on a list of people that are legacy donors or you know they can give you a pin or something like that and you know that you've done something that will make a difference down the line
0: they're not going to be, to kind of spin it back to the beginning, we were talking about some of these movies where there's kind of like the vultures all hovering around the the fun uncle, or what'd you say, the runkle, the rich uncle. Runkle. Um, This is not going to be all the vultures hanging around trying to see as you're quickly amending your will on your deathbed. No, this is going to be an organization that you care about that you can sit there and go, ha they're all hovering around thinking that they're fighting for this money, but I know I've already bequested all of my money to this charity. And I mean, it happens. It's unfortunately, you hope that you have a legacy, you have a family that you want to leave this money to. Um, and that, you know, it, it. you don't have to just think, well, I have no one to leave this to. I'm going to leave it all to charity. But if you're blessed enough to be touched by an organization that you can have the opportunity to give to them in addition to your family, then, then there's options. And I think that's what, we're kind of bullseyeing it up already at this point, but... My, I'll just go and jump and say it, my bullseye would be that this is something that Even working in nonprofit and working here, I still was not fully understanding how impactful this was and that no matter what age you are, this is something to kind of think in the back of your head. Some of those assets that yes, to your point court, those retirement assets or life insurance or things like that, that don't seem like real money. It is real money when it comes down to when you pass away. And so that's something to consider when you're trying to figure out your plan for what happens to you when you unfortunately pass away. And this is a great way to honor charities. Bullseye? Yeah.
2: I got one. Something we haven't really hit on much in this episode is the idea of a legacy. And plan giving is a great way to leave a legacy. You know, cast a long shadow. I love that -hmm. that phrase. Um, You may not have a lot of money now, but you may in the future. So if something like St. Jude is important to you, and you want your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids to see how passionate you were about this organization, planned giving is a great option. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Yeah, and that's kind of going with the, that it, it doesn't have to be that a building's named after you, but it could be something that lives on after you pass away because of the gift you left to charity.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, so one of the big things that we haven't touched on that I feel like we should, should mention is Planned giving, like like I have now said repeatedly, planned giving doesn't necessarily give them a gift right now. But what it does do is establish a sort of uh, acknowledgement of the charity's permanence. It gives the charity an appearance of 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 stability that they may not otherwise have. Not just to you, but to any of their other potential givers. You know that I have faith that these people are going to be around for the long haul, and I'm going to put them in my will because. I know that they're gonna be here and I know that they're still going to be doing good things. That says something not just about you, but it also says something about the charity that you wanna support. So that is a positive of the planned giving as well. But I guess I have to actually do a bullseye too. So my bullseye, when you are doing an estate plan, because I'm, you know, it's always in my mind as an estate planning attorney to talk to clients about their estate plan. So when you're doing an estate plan, keep in mind that you don't just have to think of beneficiaries who are alive. You're like, well, I don't have any kids, so who am I going to give my money to? I don't need a will because what does it matter? I don't have any kids. I don't have a wife, or maybe I. You feel like you don't need a will because you, you know, you're you're a widow or something like that. Or maybe you do have kids and a wife and you want to take care of them, but you also want to take care of a charity. Any of those things are an option. Keep in mind that beneficiary doesn't have to be a person, whether it's a beneficiary of your 401k, of your will, of an investment account that you have. You can make something, you can make a charitable organization, a beneficiary of any of those things. And that is a viable good uh, option. It, 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 it's an option that'll make you feel good that you did it while you were alive, even though you may not see the effect until later on. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly into your ears every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, please feel free to go to our website. We've got bios and pictures and things. Oh my! Uh, you can also suggest a new topic if you'd like to hear us talk about something, or just leave a comment or general brutal statement uh, judging me completely. You know, anything is fine. It's all fun. It's all in good. It's all in good humor. We also have the Twitter. Uh, we 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 say things on the Twitter. We say things like um, I don't know whatever you can say in two hundred and something characters. So uh, our Twitter handle is. At Bullcast Podcast, we have pictures. You want pictures? We've got pictures. You want to see the pictures? Go to Instagram and check out our Instagram handle. That's at Bullcast Podcast as well. Finally, Katie, Cameron, and I all work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors you'd like to find out more about what it is we do, what it is our company does, find out about our amazing team, our boss, David A. Pickler. Please feel free to go to that website. That is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you so, so much. I've given you everything that you need to go forth and be merry. So you do that. You go forth. You be merry. Come back and check us out again next week. Until then, I'm Court.
0: I'm Katie.
1: I'm Cam. And we're done.